I think about a lot of things, but one really interesting uh, tidbit from Bob's Burgers is that the guy who, the voice actor of Jimmy Pesto is no longer working on the show because he was at the January 6th insurrection. Or we hate spinnerbait, but we love that we picked a book that happens to coincide with um, the collegiate basketball season, kind of ramping up here. We're we're in it. We're in we're in college basketball time, right, Michael Mann? Michael Mann, big sports girl. She yes. loves college basketball. <laughs> totally, totally understood totally. what you were saying. Big, big sports girly you know football college football is winding down but but basketball we're right in it we're, we're it's ramping up and this book can wait kind of has a little bit to do with that so which we will get into but um resident hate spinner weight sports expert michael Anna's with us today i'm bethany <laughs> if you don't know us and um how are you resident sports expert michael ann I'm doing so well. Um, I had really no idea where you were going with that. I was like coinciding with the basketball. Like, what the fuck? But now I'm remembering there's a basketball theme to this. But okay, I get it. Yeah. Um, there's some. There's some I'm doing. Goodness. I'm doing well. I'm having some uh, late Thanksgiving dinner tonight. We love that duck. Oh. So. Oh, ducks. We be very fancy. I don't know why ducks. I wanted to go French, but I just assume that French eat a lot of duck. I don't know. I'm sorry for all French listeners out there to stereotype you. (laughs) Many many (laughs) listeners in France. If we do, I don't think we do. Hey, bonjour. Um, Bonjour. I'd love to have some French listeners. I'd be down. Same. Spread the word, everyone, to all your French friends. (laughs) Tell them to listen to our podcast. Um, that is, that is great to hear. We love a little, we love a little duck. Do you enjoy duck? I don't, I honestly don't know if I've ever eaten it. I think so. I can't remember the last time I had (laughs) duck. It's kind of like an expensive (laughs) menu item. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I've had it. I'm pretty sure it was good. It seems like a fancy thing to have. Um, I spent way too much money on a bag today and I do mean way too much money. Would I do it again, though? Absolutely. Because I don't think I've been this excited to own a bag in my life. And before you're thinking, like, is this some really cool designer bag? No. It is a lounge fly, which I guess those are kind of a designer, of but I don't think of those as being designer bags. Um, I have a lounge fly addiction for any of you who are unaware. Mike Land knows of my problem. But for any of the listeners, I don't know if this has ever come up on the podcast, but I have a lounge fly addiction. And I don't think I've ever wanted one more than one that came out today. Which was a limited edition AMC. It looks like Nicole Kidman's suit from the AMC commercial that you were forced to watch when you go see their movies. And on the back, it says, we make movies. Or it says, heartbreak feels good in a place like this on the back. The zipper is a little ticket stub. And then the inside lining is the entire AMC Pledge of Allegiance. It's the whole speech. 
And I was like, I need that. I would like to wear that every time I go to the movie theaters. Um, So I bought it, obviously, the second it went on sale. Because it was limited edition. I was like, I need it for it. It sells out. It was $20 in shipping. And I was like, why? Holy shit. Why does this get standard shipping? Standard shipping was $20. And at this point, I'm already in. Like, I'm in the car. I'm filling out information. And then it's like, standard shipping, $20. And I was like, F U AMC merchandise. That is ridiculous. Um, so yeah, oh I don't God, think I've ever what? like spent this much money on, cause I love a lounge line, but I usually buy a lounge line at discount. Okay. And so this one was already full price. And then I've never had to ship it to myself. And I was like, that's asinine, but you best believe the second I get that bag, every time I go to the movies, I'm wearing it and I'm going to wear it proudly and I'm going to hold it up. As Nicole says, the AMC pledge of allegiance, um, they make movies better. Heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Can't wait. Can't wait. Oh my gosh. Don't know why it cost you twenty dollars to ship it to me. Are you seeing it? Is that not the cutest thing? I'm, I'm seeing it, I'm yes. With it. I will put a picture up it. on our Instagram. My husband is actually one who found it first and very stupidly showed it to me. And the last five days, I kid you not, y'all, I've been like counting down. I've been like, how do I get this bag? Where do I get my time? Oh my god. Like you would think the way I was acting out was like trying to get this bag today. It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. I haven't been this anxious since like Taylor Swift tickets, okay? Like I was stressed out about getting this bag. It's ridiculous. Um understandable. But with that all aside, we are here mm-hmm. to talk about what happened to Goodbye today. Uh our Lord's Year 2011. We we're going back to and you know what that means. I know it's been like 18 years since we started a new book. <laughs> so you might forget. <laughs> So the first episode, we always like to time travel to get us into the right mindset of what we were, what was going on during this time. So without further ado, let's go ahead, hop on in the DeLorean. We're here. It's 2011. The fashion is fine. It's not great. It's not terrible. Fine. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> Yep. It's what just fine. What's happening in 2011? It's just fine. It's fine. It's forgettable. It's fine. Um, so 2011 had a lot of fun pop culture moments. I was, I graduated high school in 2010. So I was like freshman slash sophomore in high school during this. I mean, no, college <laughs> during this period. Um, <laughs> and, you know, great things happened. First time I ever watched Star Wars. So. Yes. Okay. 2011 is an iconic year then. Yes. Add that to the the pantheon of greatness. Who knew? Fantastic. Yes. I love yes. that. What was your first Star Wars movie? Did you watch OG first? I only watched yes. the OG ones. Um, I didn't watch the new ones. Yeah. I didn't watch the new ones until like couple of years ago until whenever the first like movie with ray came out gotcha and then you like went through all the prequels and watched the the sequels very interesting yes very interesting respect respect yes um but beyond me even though i'm very important you are you're very important um important. <laughs> some fun pop culture pop culture moments um this was the year that Anne Hathaway and James Franco hosted the Oscars. Oh my God. Least we yeah. never forget. <laughs> never forget. Never forget. The Oscars are really trying to be hip and it kind of backfired on them. <laughs> James Franco put in 
literally zero effort. Anne Hathaway was trying so hard to overcompensate. Her yes. And I felt so bad it, for her. And the thing is, is everyone yeah. hated on her because misogyny. And it was so unfair. And she was the one who was actually, I think, trying. And James Franco was just like, wanted to be anywhere else. He wanted to be anywhere else. And it was, yeah, yeah. it was a whole thing. Sleeping with teenagers, maybe? Isn't, isn't he one of them? I think so. Um, aren't they all? Unfortunately. They, I know. It's like, you might as well just assume they are until they you find out they aren't. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, the royal wedding happened. I watched this live in my dorm yes. room on a TV. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Woke was, up early to watch this, just yeah. so we're all clear. I woke up very early. Yeah. It was on very early in our Eastern Standard yes. Time here. Yes. Yep. Um, I was obsessed with Kate Middleton's dress. I was obsessed with Pippa's dress. It was it was everything. Same. It was a big cultural moment, honestly. It truly was. And now it truly was. I'm like, treat Harry and Megan better, and then maybe we can talk about your stupid fucking yeah. dress. Yeah, I know. I was like, I can't believe I woke up that early to watch your damn wedding. You're not worth it. <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, okay, gross. So, uh, let's see. Also, this was the year that Beyonce announced that she was pregnant during her Love on Top performance. That Do you was remember an iconic that? moment. Yes. That was an yes. iconic moment. I watched that live as well. The VMAs were, like, still such a big deal at that time. Yeah. It's honestly crazy how big of a deal the VMAs were for such a long period of time. And now, like, I really don't feel like anyone talks about them. I know they still exist, mm. but... Like they were, it was a happening thing. You were, it was musty TV at that time. And that was a big moment. Yeah, that was a huge moment. Um, and then I had to throw this one in because it just felt like, I just felt like we had to. So 72 hours, at, 72 hours or 72 days. I wrote hours, but I think it's days. After Kim Kardashian married uh, whatever that guy's name was in a $10 million wedding ceremony, $10 million, 72 days later, uh, they filed for divorce. And I wrote, who cares about money? Nobody. Who cares? Who cares? cares? Can you imagine? As two people who you know, in the last few years, you obviously just this year, me only a couple years ago got married, how stressful it was, the money we spent. Can you imagine oh, like, yeah. the amount of money and the, but the money that they spent and to, again, it, for nothing, like they knew they had yeah. to have known at the time that they weren't going to last. <laughs> Even if you yeah. are going to last, that's just an astronomical, insane amount of money. And y'all know that here at Hate Spinner Bait, we love Taylor and Travis now, or Trav, as she calls him. We now have hashtag confirmation from last night's game. Um, <laughs> we know that we love them. Um, I know. I mean, maybe they won't if they were to get married again, because maybe she just never wants to get married, and that's totally fine, and we respect that. But if they ever get married, like, you know that that wedding is going to be a pretty penny, and it's just yeah. unfathomable to think of. And I know that they have it, and it, like, doesn't matter, and that, like, she does a lot of good things with her money. But, like... I just can't imagine. I can't imagine. Even if I had that much money, feeling the need to spend something like $10 million on a wedding. No. Mm -mm. My friend was talking to her friend last weekend. 
And he asked her how much she makes. And she was like, $72,000 a year is my salary. Mm. And he was like, wow, I can't imagine trying to live off that. And I'm like, (laughs) wow, I wish I could fucking say something like that. I would love to be able to say something like that, actually. But also rude as fuck. What? That is, first of all, very rude. Uh, Yeah, that's very elitist. Yes. I was like, "Mm, okay, sir. Yeah, and I'm like, man, I wish I could make that. (laughs) I'm like, I don't even make that. I don't even make that much money yet. No, certainly not. I wish. One of these days, yeah. ridiculous. One of these days, I'd like to make money. Dr. Pepper sponsor us. <laughs> Dr. Pepper sponsor us. We need you, Dr. Uh, Pepper. We need you. We oh need God, you. I'm seriously. That's just, yeah. I don't know. That's 2011. Kim K. I, did I watch that wedding, though? I sure as hell did. Sure as hell did. Did it? Am I correct or incorrect? Did Bridesmaids come out that year? Speaking of weddings. Yes, yes. I still have a couple things to to review. Okay, that um, was just overall in pop culture. We still have to get to like movies yes. and such. Okay. Yes. I, I, was, jumping so, I was getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> so movies, Bridesmaids did come out in 2011. This was the movie. Everybody was like, oh my God, Melissa McCarthy. Who's Melissa McCarthy? And I'm like, you're all noobs because she's Suki from mm-hmm. Gilmore Girls. That's so, Gilmore Girlies new. We done girlies been knowing, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um hilarious. Absolutely iconic movie. We played that song at my wedding. We all yelled. It was fun. It's, honestly, it's a fantastic. If you fantastic. if you're a millennial woman, you made some kind of bridesmaids reference in your wedding. <laughs> Oh, for my sure. sister literally like was getting married that year, and we and it just like all around us. It was like the big royal wedding, bridesmaids. Like it was just the references we had. We're like, we'll be your Pippa, and then we were just quoting bridesmaids and wanting to take like the we took a bridesmaids like style photo, like the poster photo. Like I'm pretty sure from my eldest sister's wedding, she got married in a great year to get married. Is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah. So two other really iconic movies that came out. During that year, first one was Something Borrowed, mm, which was mm-hmm. an absolutely unhinged movie, if you really think about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, beyond crazy. Yeah. yeah. But a classic. You know, Kate Hudson in a rom-com. If Kate Hudson's in a rom-com, it's going to be good. It was Sign me up. I'll be there. I believe so. Now I'm doubting myself. When I you know, said I it, always it sounded doubt, very right. I always doubt myself whenever I say literally anything, something. I don't even address people by their last names because I'm like, what if I'm wrong? Yes, you're right. She is in it. It is Kate Hudson. And Jennifer Goodwin. Oh, I forgot Jennifer Goodwin was like the other girl in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just looked at this poster and it all came back. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, John mm-hmm. Krasinski yep. was in this movie too. Yeah, John. This was during like John Krasinski's rom com phase. He like did a couple. Yeah, and that one was like Mandy yes. Moore. Is that right? Around ish this time, whatever that one was called, I can't remember. I'm not sure. Oh, um, more. Kate Hudson. Mm. Uh, iconic. Seriously. Um, Crazy Stupid Love was the other one I wanted to mention because uh, yes. Wow, that movie was good. 
Great movie. Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone. I mean, does it get any better? Julianne Moore. It Mm -hmm. it really doesn't get any better. And the twist you, like, didn't immediately see coming. And I'm going to give them that one. Once it happened, you're like, oh, yes, this makes sense. But, like, when you first went into that movie from the trailers and the first, whatever, hour of the movie, you couldn't spot that. And I'm going to give them that one. That was clever writing. I agree. Mm. Agreed. Okay, so moving on to TV shows. Um... Two Broke Girls came out. I don't yes. know if you watched Two Broke Girls. What's going on? I twenty eleven TV. Oh yeah. I liked Two Broke Girls. I watched it like illegally, and I couldn't finish it because I was watching it illegally. Um, <laughs> but I really love that actress who I'm gonna act like I don't know her name, but I definitely fucking do. She was in Marvel movies. Is it Kat Dennings? Is that the one you're thinking? Kat of? Dennings. I don't honestly know the yes. other one's name, which is I feel bad. I'm sorry, other one that I don't know your name. Yeah, two more girls. Is... Not something I watch religiously, but I am familiar with. I definitely watched it enough that I like know its vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Kat Dennings is is just so funny and cute. Um, iconic like, show in the Thor movies. Yes. Iconic TV show, 2011, New Girl. Mm. Oh, yeah, that was a big one. That was a big one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was one I kind of fell off of, but I thoroughly enjoyed watching it when I did. I watched, I think, probably, I know I watched the entire first, like, two seasons, I think, and then I just stopped but i like know how it ends you know what i mean it's like one of those things that i was like oh i should like watch this series finale but i like didn't watch anything in between i watched uh. all of it and i rewatch it all the time it's one of my favorite shows i love it i respect that like, i know a lot of my friends were really into it and i um really like zoe de chanel so i was like oh, i want to watch it and i thoroughly enjoyed it and then it was just one of those things that i fell off of and i was like i'll catch up one day and that was the same that happened with a good place i was like i like this show and then i just couldn't keep up with it for some reason I'm terrible good, the good sometimes. place is so good oh my gosh go back to i know it. i really actually do need to go back and like finish watching the good place because it was legitimately a very quality show yes um, and then Bob's Burgers, which I'm a huge Bob's Burgers fan myself. Bob's Burgers, that's another it. classic. My hair, I always think of my hairdresser with Bob's Burgers because she like loved that show. <laughs> so I will always think of her. <laughs> I Remember think about Adriana, respect. I think about a lot of things, but one really interesting uh, tidbit from Bob's Burgers is that the guy. Mm. Who the voice actor of Jimmy Pesto is no longer working on the show because he was at the January sixth insurrection. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. why I did not know this, and that is wild. <laughs> yeah, that's something yep. to think about for sure. Yeah, yeah. So <sighs> now, like, if you ever see him in like newer episodes, he's just kind of like across the street and doesn't say anything, um, which is. <laughs> hilarious that's so good that's honestly so good i love that i know oh my god that's funny okay and then finally music 
So this was mm. Adele's mm. breakout year. Rolling in the Deep oh, was nice. like one of the number one songs. And Adele kind was absolutely that. killing it. Next, mm. Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO. Oh, boy. Yeah. God, literally, these songs were inescapable. What happened to LMFAO? That's the question. Yeah, they were really, like, they were big for a while there. Where are Mm -hmm. you? Join us on Thursday where we do a deep dive into what happened to LMFAO. I'm just kidding. We're not doing that. (laughs) Or if it's juicy enough, we might be. (laughs) We might um, and then the third song I wrote down um, that was popular in that time was Super Bass. Super Bass. Super, by Nicki yeah, Minaj. Super bass. Yes. Big one. That was a big one. Yeah. Yeah. And then those so, like, little that's... girls did it and got to go on Ellen. And it was a whole thing. <laughs> Never forget. Ellen. 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 Oh, Ellen. Whatever happened to the little girl who used to go on Ellen and say facts about the presidents. Where is she? Yeah, where is she now? There are so many people that we need to check out. LMFAO, what are y'all up to? Little girl with the president facts. How are you doing? Yeah. I need to know. I need to know where these people are. I need to know if they're okay. Someone do yeah. someone check in on them. Are they okay? Yeah. Those those be your facts. Um 2011. Yeah, what a time. I was a like sophomore in college, I guess. And there I was, working at the movie theater, doing things, living life, probably watching Friday Night Lights, if I'm honest, <laughs> while I ate rice cakes and Nutella, because that was like my go-to snack at that time. I would just sit on my couch for hours and just every once in a while I'd be like, I should probably eat something, rice cakes and Nutella. Good times. 2011. My wild, college stories. Was not a good year for me in particular, mm. but you know, things happen, things change, we move on. And now we're here in 2020. At least there was some good movies and TV shows to get you through. So that's a plus. Yes. This is this around the time where I got into Doctor Who? No, wait, that might be next year. Doctor Who is what got me through a very challenging summer one. <laughs> <laughs> But that's a whole different rabbit hole. <laughs> we will be going down that today. What happened to Goodbye, though, is what we will be discussing. And yes. I just want to say, this book is one of the books that when my little baby, this is how, oh, I know, like, what year this came out. Um, Because this is one of the books that has a little bit of damage. Because when my sweet, sweet Luna, who's almost 13, was a little baby puppy. Aww. I had some books. I had like a little three, you know, bookshelf, three stack bookshelf, whatever you want to call that, three rows. I don't know. And then yeah. on the bottom one was basically on the ground, right? And so she, when she was a little bit baby, she only did it once. I was sleeping. I woke up and a few of the books that were on my bottom shelf were a little bit nibbled on. And um, yeah, that's the copy that I still currently am holding Aww. to this day. It has little baby Luna nibbles in it. So there you go. That's so cute, honestly. Also, you could buy this book in 2011 money for $19.99 hardcover. I just bought a hardcover for $19.99, actually. Oh, how's that? I feel like that hasn't gone up too, too much. Like, sometimes you'll be in the 25-ish range, but... Uh, I bought Iron Flame Mm. 
the second fourth wing book. By the way, if anyone listening has read Iron Flame, I'm like speechless at how fucking terrible it was. I am literally oh. speechless. It was so oh, no. bad. I'm furious that I rushed to the bookstore to buy my $33 copy. Oh, 33. Oh, yikes. Supply and demand, baby. Yeah. I guess it is very popular. The first one was so good. Second one, no yes. bueno? Oh, that's sad. The second one hear. is absolutely horrendous. I can't even... I I don't even know if I'll read the next one, to be completely honest. It was that oh, bad. That's, that's, that is disappointing. I'm sad to hear that. Um, yes. This novel, as we start off, we always like to do the dedications. This one is for Gretchen Alva with love and admiration. Beautiful. I have this little like poem that starts us off, which I yes. like. Um, break away from what you've known. You are not alone. We can build a brand new home. You are not alone. I like Aww. that it is called Family Shooting at Board Games. Fantastic. I think it's a song, but I, I'm not sure. Oh, I think you're right. I think that is a song. Aren't, aren't yeah. songs just poems put into a melody? <laughs> yes. What is the song that Taylor Swift says, just reads on her tour? Oh, is it Miss Americana? Or. No. There is one. I'm trying to think of what it is. I think it might be that. Mm, I'm going to have to look up the set list now because it will bother me. Because <laughs> it says on the set list, it's like spoken word and it tells you like what it is. This is going to drive me crazy that I can't think of it. Also, this is a good time to tell everybody that I will not be going to Sweden. So. Sad. If you guys were jealous of us going to Sweden, now just be jealous of Bethany because I will be home crying. Also, everyone, just shed a little tear for Michelin and think of her fond. She needs your your thoughts and prayers during this time. Not your prayers, actually, because, you know, we don't believe no, I'm good. praying for us. But, uh, but your thoughts. My thoughts. Your <laughs> thoughts would be time. great. Okay. It says... Oh, seven. It says spoken poem mm. element of wildest dreams but yeah like because the show starts off though with a little bit of miss americana and it says shortened but i don't really feel like she's singing it it's like i mean i guess it i guess there's kind of some music behind it so i guess it's technically a song but yeah seven is once that's our the folklore set it's basically just like spoken word you it's there we stunning go. now we know it's absolutely stunning. stunning beautiful 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 Alrighty. so Chapter one. So we have a situation. Um, we have McLean. That's how you pronounce it. Is that how you pronounce it? Okay, so I looked this up today because I have gone back and forth on this. I, reading it, have always pronounced it McLean. But I think it might be pronounced McLean. But I could be wrong. I looked at the pronunciation of it today. And that's what it said, McLean. But I don't, McLean just sounds better to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to do McLean. I get okay, called McLean by. I can see that. Almost everybody. Everybody. One of everybody's like first go to. It's like either Michaela, Mackenzie, hmm. or McLean, or McLean. They are just looking at 
that it starts with an M. And they're like, it's a long M name. And they're clearly not looking at the words. Because I don't know how you get Mackenzie. (laughs) No. But yeah, we're going to say McLean. Because I just, I don't know. I think that's, we're going with that pronunciation. Sarah, correct us if we're wrong. I'm sorry. But that's how I always read it when I read the book. So yeah. And when I reread this first chapter, that's how I read it. And then today I was like, I'm going to have to say this out loud for the first time. I should look how this is pronounced. And then I was like, oh, that's not how I've been saying it. (laughs) But we're going to go with it. So she is in Luna Blue, um, a contemporary Italian um, restaurant in Lakeview. Her and her dad had just moved there. So she's talking about how she's in this restaurant with him. Um, she's kind of judging it. She's like, there's a quarter of inch of dust on the plastic plant. There's no one in there. The waitress is like fully not paying attention to them. Um, and she said she's looking at her dad says, well, I got to tell you, I see potential here. Um, and she says, now I looked across at him as he studied the menu. His brow furrowed. He needed glasses, but had stopped wearing them after losing three pairs in a row. So now he just squinted a lot. <laughs> on anyone else, this might have looked strange. But on my dad, it just added to his charm. Um, which I love. We're getting, like, a quick description of dad here. He seems like a little weirdo, which we love. This might be... I don't want to jinx it. But this might be our best dad <laughs> so far in any Sarah Nesson book that we have read. <laughs> I agree. Like, he seems the I most... Agree involved the most likable thus far um yeah half the time they're not the most involved and then in some cases i looking at you rob they're straight up pieces of shit so this guy yeah definitely better thus far yeah yes this restaurant serves calamari and guacamole which is questionable no it's a choice but i respect it sort of (laughs) Sort of. Um, the waitress is wearing lambskin boots and a miniskirt, um, which yeah. is quite the outfit for an yeah. Italian restaurant in the daytime. Gotta say. Yep. Um, so we kind of get a little backstory about how they have various escapes. Um, she, He's like kind of looking at her to see if she's upset with him. And she wasn't. Um, she said, it was always jarring up and leaving everything again, but it all came down to how you look at it. Think earth shattering, life ruining change, and you're done. But cast it as a do-over, a chance to reinvent and begin again. And it's all good. We were in Lakeview. It was early January. I could be anyone from here. I like that both her and her father seem very like, like her dad, his first response is always like, this place has potential. Like he can see the good in anything. And she seems to kind of have adopted that. Like, every time they move, she's like, well, this is a chance for a fresh start. And it's like, I respect that. I respect both of their optimistic outlooks. Yes. I love that. Um, And then there's a woman with long black hair, arms covered in tattoos. Um, Over at the bar, she drops a box. And she looks up at us and she says, she looks up at us. She looks up at them and she says, um, have you guys been waiting long? They say no. And then she calls over the server whose name is Tracy. Tracy um, lambskin boots. 
<laughs> lambskin boots that has absolutely no interest in being a waitress and serving this table whatsoever. Um, oh, she hates her life. She hates her life. She's over it. You know those shifts where it's like completely dead and you're like, I need to make money, but then you get a table and you're like, I don't want to do goddamn anything. Mm -hmm. like those situations we used to always say those days were like zero motivation days like you have to come into a shift and like I don't want to get like triple set right away but I would need like something to get me going because then you're just like okay we're doing it but if you stand around for like half an hour and you don't get a table then you're like I'd just rather go home at this point but I need to stay because I need to make money yeah and yeah you just lose all motivation and I feel like that's what Tracy is going through right here yes absolutely um, so dad asks how the calamari, cal- calamari, how the calamari, how the calamari, how the calamari is, she's like, it's all right, I guess. Shouldn't say I guess, but it's kind of the vibe. They yeah. also order the guacamole and a house salad. Um, we see again, he's like, I have a good feeling about this place, serious potential, and oh no she says that she says i have a good feeling about this place serious potential kind of like trying to make him feel better and let him know like i'm not mad at you like chill right and he says you know what you are one awesome girl and and in this time frame his phone is ringing off the hook um and we kind of find out that dad likes to come into town get a girlfriend and then ghost her and move to a different state um which yeah, that is part's not great for him no <laughs> no don't love that part some, about him no he's got some things to work out for sure uh tracy comes back with the food mclean kind of says she feels like a twinge of fatigue thinking about starting over all over again, but she says, I made my decision two years ago to stay with my dad and life is never dull. Yeah. We get into essentially what her dad does, which he works for this place. Um, Eat Ink. Called? Thank you. And they essentially help like struggling restaurants kind of turn over a new lease. So he hops into town and he, you know, kind of helps them, get on track and McLean kind of explains here like she knows from the first visit how long they might be staying like if it's really bad then it's it's gonna be a while and if it's oh, they actually don't seem that bad she's like I'm not gonna bother making attachments so she just kind of explains like this is their thing when they first move into town if they go to an Italian place they always get the calamari if they go to a Mexican place they always get the guacamole because those should be two things that they know how to do their standard easy things and a house salad because if you can't whips together a house salad you're really struggling um so she says you know like if the lettuce is super rubbery um you know if or super rubbery scrib squid um if the lettuce isn't that green it's kind of wilty then she knows they're going to be there for a while if not then she doesn't bother um so she says that they he'll usually do that he'll leave like a decent tip but nothing extravagant they'll leave and then he'll come back and be like hey this is what i'm doing and I do kind of love, I don't know what it is with people in calamari, but that is like a thing. It's always like, oh, if you can do good calamari or a good restaurant. And I'm like, I don't know if people love fried calamari that much, but they really do. I have never in my life had fried calamari. So I'm going to have to take people's word on whether or not it's good. 
Guacamole, on the other hand, I have thoughts and opinions about. <laughs> yes. Like, I, I, people and, and fried calamari. I enjoy calamari if somebody orders it at the table and offers me some, but I don't really go out of my way to order it. To like personally eat it. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so she's explaining how Eat Ink kind of determines where they live in each town. Um, she kind of goes over the different places that they lived. You know, a high rise outside of Atlanta. The last place they were in, which is uh, Westcott, um, was in Florida, apparently. And um, and this is where she kind of explains where how she likes to invent herself, uh, reinvent herself every time she moves. And she said the first time they moved, all she did was change her name to Eliza, and she kept it really simple. And she was like, I don't really know what my dad thought when people started calling, asking for Eliza. But like, meh. Um, and then she kind of, you know, started switching things up a little bit more each time that they moved. Um, she says that... The next time they move, that's where she becomes, um... Lisbeth. And that's right, Lisbeth, because I was like, ooh, how very the queen of you. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, Queen Elizabeth. Um, exactly. And this is where she becomes a Lisbeth, and she's wearing black turtlenecks and red lipstick, and... But yes, there she was. She was all over the yearbook. She was a joiner. That was her, her, her whole kind of, you know, thing there. Um, that was when she was Beth. What? She was a joiner when she was Beth. When she was Lisbeth, she was oh, like... Oh, thank you, yes. I, I mixed that up. Yeah. Smoking cigarettes, wearing black turtlenecks, bright red lipstick. Yeah. I could never do that. <laughs> I mean, like, cool for her that she, like, goes to a new town and changes herself, like, reinvents herself every time. But I was like, I couldn't, like, keep my life straight, I feel like, if I did that. No. But kudos to no. her, I guess. Yeah, no way. Uh, she says, the strangest thing about all of this was before my old life, I hadn't been any of these things, not a student leader or an actress or an athlete, just average, normal, unremarkable McLean. Um, she kind of gives the backstory about how she's named after the all-time winningest basketball coach of DeFreeze University. Is winningest a real word? Is that a real thing? No, but sports commentators started using it so much that yes, now if you look it up in the dictionary, it is a real word. And it's something that's always driven me absolutely bonkers. But they've used it so much that we now say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's who she's named Thank after. You, her parents. It evolves. <laughs> her parents um, went to DeFries together. That's where they met. They were college sweethearts. Um, the whole fam, or her and her dad were like really into the DeFries basketball team. He played on the team for like five seconds. Yes, they owned a restaurant together. Um, I got really distracted by the name McLean Rich just now when I was, like, zoning out about, like, McLean Rich. Um, also, I can't believe McLean wasn't his last name. Yeah. His first name, apparently. And that Rich, which would be a first name, was his last right. name. They're, like, vice versa. Switching it up on us. Yeah. But, yeah, they're, they're, they owned a restaurant. 
Um, her dad was the head chef. Her mom handled like front of house. Oh, she really wrote front of house. That's our girl. That's um, our girl. She knows. She knows restaurants, she baby. Knows. She does. Um, and they were huge DeFreeze basketball fans. They had season tickets. They went all the time. It was like her and her dad's like huge bonding moment. They had a lot of conversations about it. Blah, blah, blah. So when McLean Rich retired, they were really sad, but they went over who his candidate, like he went over all of the candidates for his replacement. They were so excited. They agreed that Peter Hamilton was perfect for the job. And he was until he fell in love with McLean's mom and they got married and Big yikes. So this is one of the reasons why I was certain that DeFreeze had to be Duke. (laughs) It's because of this book. One, because it's D-name, D-name. But also, this is something I would do. If I would make a fake like FSU and make them the villain of the story. Um, So (laughs) I always just assumed that Sarah, being a big UNC basketball gal, um, UNC alum, worked there. Her parents worked there. Um, and hating Duke is like in your blood that I was like, oh, obviously she was like, I'm going to make the fake Duke basketball coach a cheating, you know, like family ruining person. But no, we heard it from her. It is not. DeFries is not Duke. So I was just like, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> but this yeah. book was literally my reasoning. Because <laughs> like when I got this back in 2011, I texted my friend who is currently at UNC as a student, and I was like, she just made Coach K a womanizing, cheating, cheater, cheat. Well, actually, I guess Coach K would have been the, like, the clean, rich guy, um, and this would have been, like, his replacement, but I was like, oh my god, she just made the Duke basketball coach, like, an absolute bigger dick than he already is, but no, this is DeFreeze is actually named after her friend, and she likes DeFreeze, so I apologize yeah. for those thoughts that I had, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. Um, but can you imagine, like, because I'm thinking, like, this dad is my mm-hmm. father. Like, my father lives in mm-hmm. Breeze, Florida Athletics. Like, every shirt he owns, every hat he owns, like, he lives in Breeze, Florida sports. And, like, being so into something, and then your wife leaving you for, like, the coach or something you're so into. Freaking wild. Anyways, yeah. crazy to me. <laughs> it's it's quite it's quite the thing. It totally ruins basketball for him yes. and uh, McLean. It also says they destroyed their family. Everyone in the town was talking about them. It was very awkward. Um, she still says all this time later, it still seemed impossible that she'd done it. The very act, in fact, still kept. Cap- Still capable of unexpectedly knocking the wind out of me at random moments. Um, So at first it was strange. She kept asking her mom, like, why is this happening? And then eventually her mom got, like, annoyed with her. Um, So she stopped asking. And then, yeah, there's, like, Hamilton home records. I'll take your wife, please. Uh, she says, funny how these headlines could be so cute when the truth was downright ugly. Absolutely devastating. Yeah. Um, and then they got married and they had little twins. And McLean and her dad were like, peace. We're out of here. Bye. Which, fair enough. 
Yeah, yeah. that's a hard thing, like to truly wrap your head around. Um, and as someone who, you know, like my family lives in a college town. I when I go home, I go home to a college town where again sports reign supreme. I don't think you fully understand these people are celebrities into like if you were the basketball coach of a big basketball program um you are you you can't go anywhere without being recognized or people being like great game the other day or you're terrible and should die um and can you imagine your mom cheating on your husband like on your husband on your on your husband on your dad (laughs) but then literally it's like national news because it would be it would be national news but also like everywhere you go in town people know can't Mm -hmm. fathom that that's got to be and when you were a teenager and you're already going through hell because you're a teenager like truly an unfathomable Mm -hmm. thing to me i know i can't imagine i absolutely can't imagine what that's like so then we are back in the present they're pulling up to their new rental house um it looks cute The houses are on either side, similar in size and style. One has a carefully manicured lawn, the walk lined with new shrubs, and the other with cars parked in the yard, empty red plastic cups scattered around them. And then it was just her house sitting there. She's like, okay, cool. But of course, what's in the driveway? A basketball goal? That's a basketball hoop, right? Yeah, I would call it a basketball hoop. I mean, I guess you could call it a goal. Clearly, Sarah called it that, and her editors approved it. But I was like, a basketball goal. I think we all just colloquially call that a hoop. (laughs) Yeah, it was very confused. I was like, is that? And then I don't know shit. So I'm like, maybe that's the official name, and I'm just being It probably is. And we all just call it a hoop, because what you shoot in is the hoop, but the whole actual stand part of it is probably considered a a goal. Um, But yeah, we just call the whole thing a hoop. But it's a very um, alarming reminder. They're both kind of just like staring at it. And then they're like, okay, let's get unpacked. Um, She says the house was cute and tiny, cute and cozy. And she is walking around. She says, I, I was feeling good about things. Basketball reminders aside. And then she stepped out onto the back porch and found someone stretched out there on a stack of potato. Potato. Stack of patio. (laughs) We're going to the bike area with the patio furniture. (laughs) We're great at words here on this podcast, guys. We're killing it. Um, So she like kind of screams and goes back into the house, and he's reading like a text. Mild heart attack. So I'm with her. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd be like, whoa. yeah, he gets up. He's like this tall, lanky, long, curly hair. Basic. Probably a loping walk. <laughs> Probably a loping walk, let's be honest. Um, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, and she just like stands there frozen, staring as he like gathers up his items and, and goes to the house next door. Um, it says that when he gets to the kitchen door he like squares his shoulders like he was bracing for something. Um, so I guess we can assume that this mystery man does not like living in his home. There must be some sort of conflict or some something. Um, and then dad's like, McLean, I have your laptop. Where do you want it? 
And she's like, wherever, I don't care. I was just scared half to death because there was a stranger in our backyard that I really yeah. care about my laptop right now. Yeah. And yeah. I do love that the first chapter is 13 pages. Hello. Hello. Oh. So that's fantastic. Um, yeah. Short and sweet. Then introduced to a couple people. Yeah. Who is this mystery man next door? I don't know. We're going to find out more. What's. What's Lakeview going to have in store for them? Also, if this really is... Okay, so DeFries is in Duke, sure. But every freaking major university in the state of North Carolina really is all right by each other. So I, I'm going to assume in this fictional world, this fictional college would also be kind of there if Lakeview is Chapel Hill and the U is UNC. So I'm like, they're kind of back in the area of where this all went down. So that's awkward. Are they? We'll see where that goes. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, again, I don't know where DeFreeze would be located, but just going off of my geographical knowledge of North Carolina's universities, they're all kind of near each other. Except for Wake Forest. It's like two hours away. I don't know where DeFreeze actually is meant to be located in this fictional world. But I know. I'm trying to like again, look through the chapter was... to see if they said anything. I mean, it's not brought up yet, and I can't remember this book well enough to know if it ever is. But just, again, if it was actual real Chapel Hill, and this was a real college, because Duke is literally eight miles down the road um, in Durham, and uh, NC State is in Raleigh, and they're all, like, it's like 20 minutes to each of them. They're all right down the road from each other. So in my mind, I always just assumed that DeFreeze was like, in the general vicinity like it's not that town but like would be a town over um but i legitimately don't have a good enough memory of this book to know if that's ever mentioned or not (laughs) that's just something i'm making up in my head (laughs) we'll have to find out we'll find out mike man has never read it and i read it once in 2011 so i cannot remember truly cannot remember we are getting to the books of which i have there's, I think, one or two I haven't read. I did read this one. And the next two I definitely have read, but I only read once. And what you have to understand is the ones that we have read prior to this, I read multiple times. <laughs> so I have very right. good memories of, like, the truth about Robert, this law by, like, I can direct quote you things. But this book, I'm like, I remembered the cheating basketball coach. Like, that's really the only thing I, in the restaurant. Um, I remembered Luna Blue. But other than that, I'm like, golly, I really don't remember a lot about this book. So... I'm excited to reread it because I don't know how it's going to be brand new information to me, probably. (laughs) It's definitely going to be brand new to me. So join us next week uh, to talk more about this book, but join us on Thursday to talk about whatever the fuck we feel like talking about. Y'all probably damn straight. Let's be honest. There's probably going to be some feminist rants, some early odds discussion, some Laguna Beach. Be there. Be square. Tis the season to be yes. jolly. Follow la, la, la vagina Christmas. Take care of yourselves. <laughs> Take care of yourselves. Bye. Bye.